0: What would you have said in 1994 <laughs> to yourself if you were like, you know what, <laughs> 2021, the middle of January. You're going to be talking into your laptop. <laughs> yeah. You'll be talking into a portable computer.
1: Uh, and muting you, it, muting my mic every like five minutes because some kid is screaming in the hallway.
0: Making a radio show that doesn't go on the radio. Right. You'd be so confused if you had to explain to someone that, like, how would you even explain to someone in 1994 what a podcast is?
1: Oh, dude, or why on earth you would ever want to listen to it?
0: Like, what would you even say? I don't know. I don't know. Be strange. Like, you
1: know, you know, like the really boring radio shows where it's just people talking about stuff. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the radio like in the 50s, Brad? That <laughs> oh, was fucking awesome, man! Big Bopper, Elvis.
0: <laughs> I remember the day the music died. It was terrible. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I'm af- was like uh, grew up being afraid of airplanes was because of my early love of the movie La Bamba. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was like one of the sense one of the first movies I really liked, and you fall in love with this character who was was Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden, like they just get in this plane and then they're gone. I, I, you know, it's like one of those things you don't realize that something is giving you this like massive lifelong existential crisis. You know, it seems like something like simple, but when you have that in the back of your head and at some point you spend like half of your life flying. You know, that took some uh, reconciling for me. Good job. Movies mess me up like that. I don't know. They seem so real. That's why I can't, you know, like we even talked about in this interview where we won't give it up because we play a wonderful game in this forthcoming interview called Who's the Better Brother? (laughs) Testing Tim Tim and Dave Haas on uh, who knows each other better and who's the better brother. I I got to
1: hand it to you, Benny. It was brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. Fun game. You had fun? Yes. I loved
0: it. I I had fun too. That was good. (laughs) But we noted in there, you know, Dave's favorite film of all time. It's one of those ones that, like, it's great, but do you want to watch it like every day? And it goes back to that thing we've talked about a lot of times on here, you know, like just because something is this deep, rich tapestry for movies or music doesn't mean it's the thing you want to listen to or watch all the time. And does that not make it the best? Right. Right. So like if Citizen Kane is this incredible movie, but I can only stomach it like once a year, but (laughs) I can watch fucking Step Brothers three times a week. No problem. (laughs) You know, what's the better movie or, you know, if I'm listening to some lately in my house, there's been some really obscure, like Brian Eno records and stuff. Very cool stuff. But if you put that in front of like, you know, Fleetwood Mac rumors, another thing we talked about on here, like I want to probably have some fun, right? Well, it's you know, like it
1: can be argued that there's the you know there's the emotional commitment. You know, it's two different sort of uses of Mm. of music. It's you know, that's true. It's like saying you know what's better, pot or LSD. (laughs)
0: Right. Well, LSD is definitely a more intense experience. Yeah. but (laughs) Yeah. So I think we answered our own question, which is, there's probably no answer, is there?
1: (laughs) Just a shitload of opinions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just a lot of opinions. (laughs) And that's what podcasting is for, right? That's all it is for. (laughs) Well, listen, we have a couple things we have to talk about this time, okay? Yeah. I know we're usually just farting around in our intros here. But there's a couple things. So Dave and Tim are performing Dave's first solo record, Resolutions. It just turned 10 years old, which is crazy. Dave's been solo this long now. Uh, And uh, yeah, this Saturday, they are performing the record in its entirety in honor. This would be Saturday the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So everybody go and check out the Resolutions uh, live stream. We'll give uh, all of Dave and Tim's links to go do so at the end of the episode. And also, I've been talking to some people the last couple days. who are like, oh, you guys have a Patreon and you wait <laughs> until the end of a two hour long episode to tell anybody <laughs> about it. That's not what you're supposed to do. So in honor Here's of that, ad. <laughs> we do have a Patreon. Uh, we've been posting more on it, some, uh, extra content, things that we cut off at the end of episodes, some old content. We just started the, uh, Patreon weekly or bi-weekly chat where we're going to jump in a discord room and hang out and chat, uh, which I gotta of-
1: say, it's, thanks to the, you, the people that showed up, because I honestly, I had more fun with that chat than I really thought I was going to have. Yeah. It was really fun. I was laughing out loud at a few of you the, like, you
0: lolled you lolled totally lolled man. That's big. <laughs> That's big. Yeah, there's some funny people on there. Yeah, there's a couple. Was yeah, that was fun. So, so we do have that. Brad, what's the link to our Patreon? If
1: you go to patreoncom slash track, ah, you'll find us. Cool. You can
0: pick a tier to join. Look at that, Brad. We're doing good. Next thing is us <laughs> on uh, on TikTok. Um, <laughs> But I think Dave will, will very much uh, empathize with this intro because he's just like me, yeah, covered in punk rock guilt, punk rock scruples. <laughs> We're just, you know, we wish someone just gave us an adequate amount of money for our children so we didn't have to be sluts, you know? <laughs> but that's the way of the world. That's the way it breaks. If we wanted more stability, we should have gotten a corporate job and been waiting for our gold watch, right? Yeah, you would have been great at that, Benny. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will just laugh at that one. Well, we had some uh, technical difficulties. I'm not sure how long this episode's going to be, but it was so much fun. And I think we should start listening to it.
2: Don't start, there Are we good? Don't,
0: don't start there. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, guys. Yo. Where's Tim? T- He's here. We're golden. Tim, how do you sound? I think I sound okay. Oh, so much better. Yeah. The felonious tones of your voice. Oh, stop. Yeah. So, Dave, so... Since you didn't have to do video, let's just get it out there. What are you wearing? (laughs) Oh, I have Adidas slides on with no socks.
3: Uh I have uh, Adidas pants on. Uh Uh-huh. Going Uh, for a
0: sponsorship, I hear.
3: Yeah, yeah. I look like from the waist down, I look like Polly Walnuts. (laughs) <laughs> and then, um, and then I, have, Wait, it, like I an, have. a Dave Cruddy North Coat. I mean, not it's not Cruddy because it's North Coat, but it's sure it's Cruddy because my coffee is spilled on it, and my children have smeared various foods right, right. onto my North Coat uh, hooded sweat.
0: Okay, so looking good. So, how about no you? Comb. What are you in? Uh, you know, I make it a point to at least like wake up, clean up, and put on some jeans. Now, Tim. Yeah. I feel like you're the kind of guy who wakes up in the morning and actually puts himself together. Is that right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I try, I try to.
4: Uh, yeah. I have been lately. I've started off the year on a really good foot. So, yes.
0: Okay. Is this I, I, like uh New Year's resolution stuff? It's not part of the New Year's
4: resolution, but it's I guess it's uh no, I don't I didn't make a list of resolutions, but it just happens to be one of the good things that has come along with the new year.
0: That's cool. So what do you uh wh- what kind of uh, practices are you using that got yourself off on the good foot for this year? Well, um my wife and I Maddie are juicing every morning. Okay. Mm.
4: This is big, big for health. Yeah. We do our our whole foods pickup weekly. Another big um, you know, landmark piece because we our food our house was a food desert that David. oh would, my god uh, i've entered this desert
2: and <laughs> a I've barren desert with, I said. oh my
3: god and i would implore them guys what if you were to go food shopping what if i were to go food shopping <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful home you bought here you know it's got plenty of room whatever beautiful decorations and no food what are we doing here and and so i i've leaned in on tim over the years to go shopping
0: okay now he's
3: he's being a very good boy
0: Yeah, yeah i see it's settled in if you're doing a daily juicing
4: yeah yeah everything is yeah it's we're on the up and up for sure
0: okay so daily juicing anything you're uh you're telling yourself or any kind of daily
4: daily thing you're doing to feel good um, yeah, actually. So I, I swiped this idea off of Bruce Warren, um, who works for XPN. Okay. And, and he's doing, he's done now, I guess for two years straight, a record a day, listening to one record each day.
0: Oh, all right. And
4: so this has been a pretty big deal for me too, cause I'm just, I'm, it's been nice socially cause I'm asking for suggestions. So if you guys right. would like to submit any, please, sure. please do. But then, you know, it's just good to get something new going every day or something that I've already heard. But So,
0: oh, okay. so it that. doesn't have to be something new.
4: No, not necessarily.
0: It can be a revisit. Yep. And is there any kind of rules on how you're supposed to listen? Like, do you have to, like, sit down with headphones and, like, focus or you're allowed to do it in any capacity?
4: No, I'm allowing myself any capacity. But in, you, you know, upcoming years, who knows, I might get a little bit more focused with it.
0: I do, I have this sort of nostalgic idea about just, I think maybe because I saw my father do it when I was a kid, but just like someone sitting in the mostly dark with those big like old school headphones with the curly cord, kind of mm. like, you know, listening to something very focused, tapping along with like no one else around. That's sort of like a cool nostalgic thing that I imagine might be going away, i picture everyone's just in silent discos now or something yeah Um, yeah i i
3: have that same i have that same sort of uh lofty view you know what it is it's it that's what when mastering when you're mastering a record (laughs) that's what i think (laughs) every person who's gonna purchase your album is gonna do they're gonna (laughs) pour themselves a little scotch and sit in a beautiful (laughs) chair and get out their father's uh Curly Q headphones and then put the needle on the wax and when in, in total reality, yes. Yeah, when in reality they just skip on Spotify and find oh, whatever song everyone else is
0: listening to. I know. It's
3: so disheartening
0: dishes. to realize, right, <laughs> that people don't care nearly as much as you do. Well, yeah, exactly. But some people do. Some people do. Some
3: people do. And and those are the people that allow us to sit here in sweatpants and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about <laughs> instead of uh, digging holes or whatever. Hey, Tim, by the way, I will just do an, what you'll probably find here. It will be a lot of praise for my, for my brother, Tim. Of course. Oh, he's been writing so many good songs. We've been doing Pencils Down Friday. and so Oh, what's that mean? <clears throat> I believe we've only passed two Fridays in this year, but we're demanding from one another that Friday you have to turn in a song. Mm. and and it can be a, it can't be unfinished it can okay. be bad but it has to be something <laughs> right. that you can sing in other words okay it can't be like yo i got this idea and the verse just goes blah, 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 you know and like right. you can't scat through it you have to it's be It's got to be a formed
0: something. idea yeah. exactly it can be okay. poorly formed <laughs> sure
3: and that's what some of mine have been but Tim has come a game that juicing is bringing so many good times.
0: <laughs> wow. So what's the process of this like for each of you? Like, how are you? I mean, this was something I wanted to get into anyway. You know, how you're going about creating during this time. So, Dave, what's your like, what's your ritual been like as far as finding the time, you know, with uh, a couple two year old boys running around and and your situation? I'm sure it's changed for you at home when you when you got to find these windows and how you need to spark your own creativity. So how, how's that all changed for you?
3: Well, I've been just trying to look at it more like a job wherein you have to um, show up for hours. So Natasha, gotcha. my wife, is a therapist. For anybody out there who um, wants to know that, but basically she works later. Who needs in the day. one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, she's, she's, uh, she's no, actually she's full. I mean, everybody's looking for therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, um, she, she goes into work usually around one, uh, one to five. And, um, and so we just kind of worked it out that, that I would start doing work about 10 o'clock.
2: mm mm-hmm.
3: And then the boys go down for nap. And so we sort of overlap the nap or whatever. This is not that interesting. But the point is, I just try to get out here and work. And, but for whatever reason, the turn of the the new year, Tim and I have been much more disciplined. I think this like sort of demand of you got to turn something in on Friday is really right. good for me. Um, just to go, like, even if I'm mostly combing older ideas that I set aside throughout the year, um, I go, Oh, that's a pretty good one. Let's get to it. And then we do set Tim and I do sessions throughout the week, like zoom sessions. So right. uh, we don't have a clever term yet for what we do on Monday or Wednesday, but it's sort of like the yeah. recap of pencils down Friday.
0: Okay. Now what has, has it had to change for you as far as like where you're finding your, uh your impulse to create from, I mean, many years ago when you were doing this and didn't, have the responsibilities you have now. I can imagine you know you were waiting for rushes of creativity or waiting for great ideas to be around, and now obviously it's more uh, if you have them or not. You're sitting down to work. How has that changed for you? And like, or, or, and where do you have to fish? the ideas from now.
3: Yeah. I would say the fishing is, is pretty similar. It's usually just little bolts throughout the day or through, like as long as you keep your antennae up, um, stuff, stuff comes across. So, Mm. um, I don't know why I said antennae, that would mean I have two, but (laughs) anyway, uh, the the idea is still grab a quick idea, at least whether that's a lyric idea or a melody or whatever, and get that into the phone or into your notes. Um, right. And then the sort of crafting of that into a song is, is more, uh, like disciplined and you have a limited amount of time. But, but the biggest shift for me is identity. And, and I think mm. you and I have talked about this a little bit either on the phone or in a text, but yeah. it's weird. I think that the combined um, phenomenon of having twins and, and being a dad for now two years and this big COVID um, uh, retreat of work, you know, where, where we're not out touring at all, yeah. I've sort of rejiggered my identity as more of Smith and Harrison's dad than... Mm this guy right. with all these ideas who sings and, you right. know, I just don't even think of myself as much like that. I think feelings of, that, of self-importance. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> it's great because it's such a ego um, destroyer to, to, right. to be a parent. And, yeah. and so I sort of have looked at, at the creative process a lot more in awe and a lot more like it's something I can't quite, control I can guide and, and I'm more open to the whole thing because again I'm not thinking about, about it like solo artist guy or like here's right. what I've got to say guy or it, like none of that is as appealing to me because I just think well what does Smith and Harrison have to say or what are they up right. to like it's just right, my right. whole set of priorities is different and and so I think it'll lead to different paths creatively and it's something that's exciting to me instead of scary
0: is there any, has there been any feeling like it's um less about the identity you're trying to personally create or harvest and more about what you're gonna leave behind for your children? Like, totally is that is that in your head when you're doing it?
3: Yeah. And and almost in that sense, uh how you conduct yourself and and, and the way you deliver the the message, whatever that is is just as important. So so right, in this day exactly. and age where people are like oh you know you have to engage with the audience and you have to tweet and and I do that um but I'm a little bit more reverent of all that because I, there's going to be a record of it and <laughs> right, and so right. you know all my kids are going to you know I I've been deep diving cuz I'm doing a, a resolutions my first solo record turns 10 this month so i've been deep diving into it and on social media doing like a song by song thing so naturally i'm going down um the memory lane but uh, yeah right one thing i read was a link to when i first put out this song Prague, and in the then the song in the is called revive me as well like in parentheses and all these yucky cretins from from punk news had made all these comments (laughs) about uh Oh, revive me is what you're going to, he's going to have to say if he ODs. Like there was all these sort of drug references. It was really dark. And I thought, boy, this is a searchable thing that my kids in theory, like if I found it, my kids will probably be able to find it. And and so it's those kinds of things where I'm like, you know, I got to, I got to think through how this is going to be like, there's a weird thing because you want to, you want to be pure in your creativity and say whatever the best line is, but you also have to be careful now, (laughs) you know, knowing that you're going to get questions, you know, or I guess, I guess not careful. You have to be prepared to answer questions that are going to come up from these two. Sure.
0: Sure. Like if you actually had the access to put on wax, the things you've said at bars to people in the last 20 (laughs) years or something, you know, (laughs) like it's terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Just in
3: uh, just just you and I in the bus alone. Just those oh, conversations. Yeah. Cancelled as
0: fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're nowhere near this industry anymore. <laughs> right. Right. And our children just looking yeah. on in horror. <laughs> I've realized that with the podcast because I'm like, you know, half of what I do is just, you know, I I can't present myself as anything but exactly what I am. I'm too, you know, uh emotionally weak to do anything but that. So but I realized that like I'm like, Jesus Christ, I roll my mouth all the time. My you know, my nieces listen to this. Oh, I'm right. like, I'm like, okay. Everyone thought I smoked pot. Now they know, you know, like <laughs> yep. things like that yep. are in wax. Do you think that if you had kids when you started like the dirty fucker thing, that you may have like taken like a different tone? Or or is that still exactly like how you wanted to to throw that out there? Well, you know that's a good question because what
3: what I'm experiencing going through song by song is that awkward um, looking back thing that happens when you when you go back to an old record. It's not unlike a yearbook, you know. You open up and go, "Oh my God, really? I had to wear my hair like that?" Is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of think that, especially as I went solo, because I was attempting to do a different kind of music than I was comfortable with, and. Mm-hmm. That intersection can be interesting, but it yeah. can also be frustrating. Cause like, I'm like, Oh my God, why was I playing it so fast? And why did I hammer on the <laughs> right. guitar? And right, you know, like right. I've learned a couple things since then that improve the delivery of songs, I think. Um, but so I think you run into that with anything. I don't know if I would have, I think I would have, I mean, dirty fucker almost didn't make it just cause it's ridiculous in the first place. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Kids right, are not. Right. I was like, am I really going to put a song out called Dirty Fucker? And yeah, my everyone... Ruth, yeah. Right. And everyone around me, whether that was, you know, Tim Tim helped write that record. And the two producers we were working with, they loved it. And the manager I was working with at the time loved it. And I just thought, okay, it's this is ridiculous, but... <laughs> Let's do it, and then it turned out it happened to be that the record came out, like we made that record, and then you know who got elected. so suddenly right. we had this accidental anthem. I mean, it was that song was not about him. It was about oh. being in the park and stepping in dog shit
0: yeah and
3: and my friend going, man, it's always some dirty fucker that doesn't clean up after their dog,
0: oh, okay. I thought it was specifically it, <laughs> about that, okay, no,
3: no, yeah. I just sort of saw a way through on it and, and went oh wow the ultimate dirty fucker just got elected right and then as we started to tour i i think i just said oh this song's for the president of the united states and then <laughs> right. the shirt came about and blah blah blah, sure. blah. But no it wasn't about him it was I, I we haven't even written a song about him right tim there was there hasn't been no. one song there's a song we we made called little chainsaw um, about it's sort of based on Brett Kavanaugh, but it because it was so similar to what someone would say about Donald Trump, we left it off of kick, the last record, because I was like, I just don't want to even field any questions about that. I don't want to give that guy any more oxygen,
0: you know? Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Tim, I wanted to ask you about uh pencils down Friday
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh what your what your approach like starting in the week is and, and where, you know, your creativity is coming from these days.
4: Right. Um, well, honestly, a lot of the creativity thus far, there's, um, there's a lot of voice notes and a lot of notes in my phone that, um, to my chagrin, I have not finished.
2: <laughs> right. Like
4: they're just unfinished there. And so I kind of have taken, I wanted to put I wanted to be more like deadline oriented just to like, you know, you have to get something done. So I've really been loving the pencil pencils down Friday thing. And a lot of it so far has just been combing through those voice notes and combing through old ideas and seeing like, Mm. okay, which ones are good? Which ones are have potential, which ones are unfinished, which ones are close and then getting just a bunch of things on various burners on the stove
0: and various
4: levels of completion.
0: And what what medium are you doing voice notes on? are you on piano guitar just lyrics like melodies like where do you start
4: it can be it can be all of the above sometimes it'll start with a riff um like a lot of times if I'm doing something in drop d tuning for instance, like uh-huh. I feel like often when I'm doing that I'll start with a riff and then it'll lead to a a melodic idea but um but yeah, it kind of varies. I try to switch it up because I think that the things that you come up with on the piano are often different than the things that you come up with on guitar. Um, so I try to switch it up and just keep keep moving and keep getting different stuff and 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 finding different ways to, you know, get these ideas. Honestly,
0: well, I mean, there was something I was curious about in in when you're creating because like. You know, obviously since you are the younger brother, you've been, you know, very aware of Dave's music throughout the years and the kinds of movements he's made in music. When when you're coming up with ideas and and going for pencils down Friday, is it almost like, you know, you kind of know Dave's taste so well that he would you know exactly what he would want to hear? And in that respect do you know when to push things further to give him what he doesn't want to hear?
4: Yes, yes and no. So I definitely think like there are things that I know he'll gravitate towards but right. also I there's I know when I have something that he wouldn't come up with that's like a little bit more me mm-hmm. and a lot of times when I bring those things out he gets real pumped. Okay. Which is really and, cool. Which really
3: leads us to what I'm hoping with all this pencils down Friday work, which is what is that Tim will have a Tim record. Um, Mm. and we, it's funny. We just had a conversation. We've had many conversations about this, but yesterday we discussed this because we have so many songs, even just combing through the ideas. We have various lists going Mm. and, I think some of the best songs are Tim's that are so specific to the way he writes with the flavors that would be foreign to me that perhaps it's time for him to um, make his own record, uh, you know, call it whatever you want. Of course, mm. I think it should be just Tim Haas, but um, yeah, um I mean, he might come up with an elaborate confusing thing that all the kids do these days. Like, they call themselves City in Color when it's clearly a guy called something else. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> His name's Dallas Green. I've met the man, but he calls himself City. And this happens over and over. North Coat, this is not the man's given name. No. It's some other thing. So yeah. perhaps Tim will choose that way and fine. But I've been a big, ad. I'm kidding, of course, <laughs> but I'm a big advocate for Tim's songs and feel like the great thing, hopefully, about this horrible plague uh, extending is that we'll actually dig in and go back to some of the ideas that just got left on the side of the road mm. um, and it'll create we'll be able to create a lot more music
0: yeah I got you so what is the what is the the end goal for Pencils Down Friday are are we looking for a new record fairly soon or um, like what's the yeah. goal in mind for 21 the goal in mind that we're sticking t- well the schedule
3: that we're on is to to record a record in the spring late spring release it in the fall and then tour hopefully in earnest on it in 2022 all mm-hmm. that is said with a very deep understanding of where we're at um, but the, you know the good thing about that plan is it at least keeps us working and it keeps us honest if it gets moved okay fine but mm-hmm. as as things have progressed quickly with the writing, um, I'm hoping it leads to whatever we call the next Dave Hawes record, and then a Tim record, and because one of the things that we've decided, which I guess we're now saying in the public accidentally, but is that we'll do the label side of it, and rather than oh, being on a right. label, we'll okay. We'll use label services, which is not that interesting. And if if you out there want to read about it, I'm sure you could Google it. But generally, what it just means is we're in complete control, and therefore, um, can kind of do whatever we want. Yeah, and therefore, probably release more music.
0: Are you gonna try to? Are you gonna be like starting your own label? Are you gonna be trying to fund all of it yourself? Like, how's that gonna go? Yeah, we sort of already did. Um, We released that that.
3: the double ep so two eps right. one covering the uh, patty griffin and one covering patty from right, dillinger right. 4 sure and that we just self released with the help of like a sony label services thing mm-hmm. and um let's just put it this way when you put out your own record you see why the record business exists <laughs> <laughs> Would you go like, oh, that's where all the money went, and and I right. don't mean that with any disrespect to the label that I've put records out on. It's sure. just the general business, and and you know this all too well. I mean, huh. it's uh, it's basically a bad loan that 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 we take as
0: <laughs> right. musicians. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. It's funny how you need like ten, twenty years in the business to realize <laughs> you've just been getting hoodwinked by your rigged game <laughs> for like the entire time, you know?
3: <laughs> like Yeah, like, it's it really is true. And you know what the darkest part of it has been, well, the darkest bump in the road was once I started to see it and we sold some records on this and you know, it's a covers EP or a covers album or whatever and so yeah, right. you're inevitably going to sell less and and when you see that there's it it does well, honestly, the capitalist in me was like Oh, maybe we could sign another band. <laughs> so basically, I'm thinking like, <laughs> oh, who can we hoodwink? <laughs>
0: so you immediately did.
3: <laughs> now, granted, I'll hopefully hold on to my conscience, and, and if we're I'm gonna, we're all dirty
0: fuckers. All dirty fuckers. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, you just cannot get American capitalism off your hands. But um, <laughs> but you see why you know some of those guys, the smarter guys in in, in the uh, industry started their own labels and, and pivoted to making, to being label people more right. than band because it it is an enterprise. So at any rate, I hope that leads to us putting out more music and, and, uh, you know, just sustaining our, our lives with, with songs, you know, like it's, sure. hopefully we don't have to tour quite as much as we were because we have, you know, more of a vested interest in, in, in the whole thing.
0: Can I make a suggestion as a as an old friend? Yeah, like you know, one of the one of the things I've seen just as a fan of music over the years, and the albums that come to mind for me because they were very important to me were Use Your Illusion One and Two, mm-hmm. and Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Agree Two, on both d- double albums that were very good, but would be like classic all-time top of the list records if they were one album right if you just took the best songs from both and put them on one yes now with that logic in mind wouldn't pencils down friday be more efficient to literally (laughs) just take like the 12 best songs regardless of what they're like and put them out as house or something like that. You know, you well, still well, got the, the, your name recognition. Right. You're each pushing each other, you right. know, in, in directions you may, you know, maybe the old loved ones guy in you is like, I can't do anything that pretty. Tim's too, he's too beautiful. You know, but, <laughs> but, but maybe it's time for you to be beautiful and put the most I, attractive song on an album. You got to, Gotta double down on the house. The idea of Tim taking these beautiful songs and being like, My name is, is Jelly Roll Curtis and then all of a sudden putting out his own that, it just seems like take it from me, Tim. You don't want to start new things with new names when you don't have to. You know what I mean? If you don't have to, don't do it, guy. You know?
3: Well, we've discussed this and, and what better place than than to than to discuss it with you. I mean I'm sort of crazy enough and reckless enough to totally rebrand. You know what what I'm saying? Like, and that's essentially what calling it Haas would be. You know, and saying like, and that's where we started with Kick. Like, the cover art for the last record just said Haas on it. In, in, right? Yeah. You know, because we did co-write that album, but Tim, as well as the people that I work with, various booking agents and manager and things of that nature. Have said, hey, maybe things are going well. You're still on an mm. upward climb, and you're, but you're not famous, so you might want to just keep going with what's working. And Tim has said this too, and I'm sort of speaking for you, even though you're here. But trust me, I I have said like, let's just make it like the Avit Brothers, right? Um, you know, which they they're doing pretty well. <laughs> You know, but again, like this gets into more commercial decision making. And I think it's harder as brothers to navigate that fairly because like, how do you, I don't how do you do that? Like, do do we rebrand? I don't know. Like for now, well, for now, the thing with Pencils Down Friday is it's not really, um, we're not even going, what are the best songs yet? We're just Mm. making songs. And that is such the joyful part. And right, I think right, all right. that decision making and like um jockeying of songs, oh, this will be the first one, and this will be the single that's all gonna be later, so I think we just want to see how long we can keep this kind of thing going and amass like a fairly big catalog and then and then make more
4: determinations. We'll see right tim how do you how do you feel about my pitch i mean it's it's a complicated thing, I think there's a lot. If you consider that Dave has had um, sort of an an entire career before I got onto the scene, but then it's funny though because at the same time we talked about this actually a couple of days ago. I've now been with Dave for the largest part of his musical journey, right?
2: Right? Isn't that yeah. right at
4: this point? Oh, it's yeah. It's been it's been since 2014, so that's a that's a pretty significant sure stretch a time so but but there is i don't know i mean dave was doing his thing he was um with the loved ones and touring with with gassy as a solo guy and and you know you guys and 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 all these other acts and whatever i don't know it's just it's just it's hard to say it's hard to say because there's a whole background before me and then i'm obviously here and then with each record my involvement gets more and more and so this past one it's like we wrote everything and we just you know it's just okay you and i write the songs and then we put them out sure sure. like how to how to categorize it and like compartmentalize and all that i don't i don't really know i guess we're still just navigating through it and so for now
0: pencils down friday remains pure Yes, just just get <laughs> yeah. songs out, get them get them worked on, and get good songs, and see where it goes. Um, right, yeah. be, a year from
3: now, we'll be doing separate podcast interviews as uh, estranged brothers, like the
1: Oasis fellas <laughs> <laughs>
3: because uh, because t- we'll have put all of the only good songs on on Dave's record. Right. And then Tim will get all the the screwball songs and he'll be fierce. No, I mean, ideally, my, my thought on it is Tim would make a few albums that are Tim focused. And, and meaning like more of his voice musically and lyrically would be showcased there. Right, right. And, and sort of catch up. And I, I just mean like catch up in that he'd have fans that dial into just what he does. Sure. Develop himself. And then later down the road, wherever that makes the most sense then we tour i mean we already tour as a duo or you know and tim obviously is the right hand man when the band's there but then there's sort of like two catalogs that can merge i guess mm. i don't know it's a weird thing it's it used to bug me but now i sort of look at it as like it's well it's unique it's it's this unique story and sure sure um as long as things are fair you know it's like the we split the publishing and all that other jazz so it's like there's not really too much more to work out on that side. It's just yeah, how right. we want to creatively move forward and, and yeah, which sure. songs or you know, but you know, Tim wrote, I still think the ditch is probably the best song in the last record or one of them. And that was his core. Like that was an idea that I had no initial spark for. Right. Right. And so that was really weird. It was like, man, I didn't come up with this chord. Like this was a yeah, chord Tim brought.
0: Does that like make you feel some sort of way when it happens? Like like is that something hard for well, you to I, reconcile under something that's like your name? A bit. Yeah. yeah and again,
3: sure. I'm I'm rooting for my brother, you know, like course, a, yeah. as a as a human. And then I'm also going like, man, this is a good song, and then I, you know, we helped I helped finish it or whatever and we we sort of love that thing to life. And then it was just, Hey, this is a great song. Can we use it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Right. You right. know, and basically the decision was, do you want to keep this for your own proposed solo record that you're not necessarily interested in making yet? And this was back in 2018, or do you want to just put it out and have it make us both money and right, give us, you know, and so that, That was sort of how that decision got made, but we just go sort of one at a time, right, Tim? Like it's like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that and and
4: that was a a a case where pretty soon, like we, I remember playing that for Eric. Um, He came over to my house at one point, and I played that for him. Then and Dave Mm -hmm. was, I think, in California, and Eric was like, "See, now that sounds like a Dave song to me." And it's that was interesting to me because I was like, "Well, it's not." At least the chorus part <laughs> right, was, right, right,
2: right.
4: <laughs> and, but but it also it made sense when he said it cause I and and also just the way you know the the place in in the register vocally where it's sung, I think it's it works better with Dave's voice. So that's an right. instance of like it's something that yeah I came up with, but it works in the vein of what Dave does best and what his strengths are. So it's like sure, you know why I. I don't want to be too precious and and like, oh, this has got to be mine. I of mean, course. there was yeah. I'll, I'm I'm not going to front. There was definitely that at a point.
2: Yeah, and yeah.
4: And there was that moment of like, oh shit, well, I think that this is my the best thing I've got so far. I right, only have right. 10 ideas or whatever and that's the one. So, at first, I definitely there was some reluctance, but I just think along the whole way we've tried to make sure that our relationship as brothers and as friends is the most important thing. Sure. And so clear communication and just being completely honest and real about what is going on in your heart when, you know, you come up to these uh, obstacles, I guess you'd call them, or just like, you know, and just just try to move forward with uh, clear communication and honesty.
0: Sure. It's super complicated. What I'm proposing yeah. is not easy. Um, yeah. It's the best though. I mean, you're, you're it's proposing
2: awesome. my
3: ideal situation. That's what, that's where I'd like to land. Right. It's just more of the, you know, the logistics of putting on a tour or putting a tour on sale or a record on sale that's called Haas is there's confusion in the marketplace. I think that's, that's the, right. that's the main barrier of entry and, and, uh, again i'm sort of reckless and crazy enough to just be like
0: i don't know if it's crazy it. though cuz you know the other idea that you have is like let's split up our stuff mm-hmm. which effectively would leave songs that maybe aren't as strong on each of your albums right um and then and then yeah. also potentially like you know, you're like, oh, Tim, you do a few records. And we you could be like 55 years old by the time Tim does a few records. Not to be, a, like, it takes a while to put out a record, right. you know? So if he really gets into it and he's putting out records and he's touring and doing the thing on his own, then this uh, this mythical Haas um, enterprise. You know, yeah. enterprise and kind of the thing that, like, you know, you guys are in a unique position to do something. Like, two brothers in a band together who don't hate it, you could be like the, the Gallaghers who worked it out, you know? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things really working for us though. I mean, just
3: on this topic. And I think that's mostly the distance. The distance mm-hmm. in age is clutch because uh, I think when brothers are closer in age, there's competition and, and right. you yeah, know, yeah. you might like the same, you might have the same love interest or you might, you know, you're vying for the attention of the parents. Whereas, by the time Tim came along, I didn't want anything to do with my parents in the fact, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that right. he he
4: arrived, and suddenly, I was
3: like, "Ah, uh.
4: well, let's go back to that though I arrived, and where were you, Dave?" <gasps> You, oh, I was very stoned
3: <laughs> at Lollapalooza watching uh, the sun. The sun was setting, and Allison Chains was was starting their set with an angry chair.
0: Oh, Lollapalooza <laughs>
3: 93. I was there. Uh, the, you yeah. we may have been at the same one that was yeah. the one at. Did you go to the Jersey one or Philly?
0: I went to Jersey, which was a Waterloo village up in like North uh, Jersey. Okay, we were at
3: um. Uh, JFK Park or uh, some big f- grass field. Or whatever, it's but-
0: so it's so funny you say this, Dave. Because I even have a question <laughs> in my notes, and I was expecting some kind of like beautiful story. I was like, you know, large age difference, Dave. What was the day? What was the day like? Tim was born and the family <laughs> brought him home. That's an actual question <laughs> I've written down. So, <laughs> well, my sisters got were got all this, there. You
2: were at
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was at Lollapalooza. I was
3: like, yo, <laughs> this bill is so sick. It's Rage Against the Machine and Tool, yeah.
2: Tool and Arrested Primus. Development
3: Primus,
2: Yeah, who I show.
3: still love. And, oh, you know, and boy, was it a good gig. But I, I had it worked out. <laughs> of course, this is how demented I am about music. That when my I got home and I was overjoyed, of course, but my mom was like, oh, well, he arrived at seven, whatever the hell. And I actually was like, oh, that's right when Allison Chains went on and played Angry Chair. Like, I still <laughs> know that. And that's how much of a dork I am about music. Um, but yeah, but the distance, the distance I think is clutch because there's no, I mean, what are we what are we ever in uh, competition for? You know, right. like it's yeah, just it's rooting for Tim. Always. And and yeah. and it's just so. Excited to get a brother finally after three sisters, you know, like, and, and not to say that I don't love them, but as a kid, that's like something you're like, oh, why can't we get a brother? So,
0: right, right. Um, and I was on, right the, on time, yeah. And I was on the rare tour where you brought a sister too. That's oh, right. Yes. Chippewa. Um, Chippewa. Well, if we do the Haas thing, then she has to come out on Yeah, keys. you need at least one sister there. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. We have you can, three sisters. Gotta bring oh, Missy I, back for that. Yeah.
3: Oh, she's busy though she's got two two little ones,
0: so do you? You'll leave for tour. You'll be fine. all right, so this is the perfect <laughs> this is the perfect part then for this game that I've oh, created yes. for this special episode. <laughs> wait, is Tim in this thing right now? I don't see him. I thought he was the host, and now he's gone. Wait, what? All right now, wait, he's back. What's going on with you, Tim? His
1: audio's still connected.
0: Just sitting there. looks like a lost soldier wearing that shirt. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> is he a POW? Holy mackerel. Okay. Oh, We're back.
2: He
4: is. Yeah, I didn't, he is. Hey, are you t- commenting on my look? Because I only wore this shirt
0: <laughs> with, I was, with listen, the assurance I was surprised at your military appropriation. That's all. I <laughs> I didn't take you for the hunter pro military type. He's on his way to neither. Washington I'm for neither. tomorrow's
3: big inauguration. It's yeah. O-
0: yeah, uh, exactly. Is that what it is? Getting no, ready? This is
4: laundry day. <laughs> laundry day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, my wife bought my, not bought, but, like, someone gave us, like, a hand-me-down camo jacket. And she didn't know, like, my thoughts about it yet. And I, like, just threw it. I was like, no! No, okay. I'm like, I'm not putting my kid in fucking camo. Like, not a chance. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe maybe I should have this policy, but
3: everything to me that goes on the kid's body looks cute. <laughs> you know, so
0: I, I've gone with a few camo I got a couple rules. One is that because, like, the only useful reasons to wear camo are to hide from people or animals to try to kill them. Um, Yeah. You know, one of the two. So there's not many other uses that I appreciate. The other rule I have is I won't have, like, a little baby in, like, a Ramon shirt. Until they tell me they like the fucking remotes, like So that's like one of my rules of my kids is like, I'm into that, but I'm not like having like a one-year-old in a fucking Motorhead shirt, okay? I
3: have that. I have that. We just got a <laughs> hand-me-down Motorhead shirt. And listen, I agree with your policy. In other words, yeah. this is one of the many policies I put into place. That has already been tossed out as as it happens as a parent. I was with you. I was like, I'm not putting Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, then, I'm, then I'm dad and I'm infringing. upon. You know, exactly. they like fucking
0: Thomas. That's right. what they like. They yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. the Ramones. Get him a Paw Patrol shirt. Be honest. Right. Yeah. However, right. look, my excuse is there's two of them. And oh,
3: so yeah. whatever Take thing I can get on over their head quickly oh. and out the door, <laughs> oh my god, it's what I'll go with. If it's Motorhead, so be it. It looks peculiar, my sweet boy, my
0: sweet little Smithy in a Motorhead shirt. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh, guy, cool. That dude collected Nazi memorabilia and sat at the Roxy drunk his whole <laughs> life. Wear the shirt.
3: Exactly. This was exactly what went through my head. I go,
0: this guy sniffs
3: speed. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. In fact, my Motorhead story was: I was working for Sick of It All. Motorhead was headlining, and 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 they they got on on a on a festival, and so we were all waiting to see Motorhead, and they hadn't arrived because he had a heart attack that day. <laughs> oh, I don't know a why. A minor heart attack that. that morning, so everything was moved back. So right. I'm like in the dressing room, you know, the catering or whatever, and I'm like, "When's Motorhead getting here? Fuck, what's going to be?" And the tour manager comes in. He's like, "We're here." time to unload whatever it was and he and he says to the production person he goes and what did i tell you about that backstage there's candy get the candy and the bread and all that bullshit out of there i told you a case of jack daniels not a bottle a case of jack daniels and if the other thing doesn't show up soon and you know what i'm talking about there's no fucking show and i was just standing there and i was like It's all true! It's all true! Those store managers do exist! Yeah, I was like, he's getting them, he's obviously waiting for speed, and he wants a case of Jack Daniels and no candy. All, like, no food. No, food would just, would slow it all down. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a crazy moment. But again, when I'm fitting this shirt over my son, who's so sweet and innocent, I'm like... "Mm."
0: I I run into this problem all the time. My son was running around the house today singing children of the damned. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, Jesus." Wait, let me throw in my quick Motorhead story. I have one that's too it. that's similar to that. So, Gaslight shows up to the uh Oakwood Apartments to to stay yeah. to record 59 Sound and these these are like these uh, you know, monthly rental type of places that it's just filled with like child actors and people there to record records. It's like it's in Burbank. It's like made for that, you know? Yeah. And and you know, like, we're feeling pretty fucking cool getting checked into a place like this. I'm feeling yeah. good. And there's this really like sharp, witty-tongued like British guy who's checking us in. And he says something about Motorhead being there. And we're like, oh cool, you know? And then He's given us some basic ground rules. I'm like, don't worry, we you know, we'll be good enough. We won't get kicked out. And he basically gave me one of these. He's like, son, he's like, Motorhead has that hall over there. There's nothing you could do that's gonna get you. <laughs> like basically he's like, Your little vanilla ass. I've seen a thousand fucking times walk through the oak woods. <laughs> Don't worry. Like, right, right, like, right. You couldn't even imagine the Valhalla of decadence that's happening <laughs> one hall away from you.
3: It's true, it's and it's true.
0: true, it's true. Like we were in one apartment, like smoking some grass and chuckling at like the mighty Boosh. You know, we were like, <laughs> you
2: know, certainly not. Oh, not dude, either.
0: that that
3: initial stay of an East Coaster in Los Angeles is always, it's always the same right like right before I made my second record I moved in with Skiba and Skiba at that point had been in LA for years and years and he had a nice little West Hollywood place and so he was giving me the rundown and I you know at this point I'm like 32 years old or something like I'm not naive and he's like hanging
0: out at like Anton LaVey's house and shit at that point I knew he had done all that but
3: he was just giving (laughs) me the like all right well wait really the, the good tacos are here and the vegan place is there. Like he was giving me the list. Right, right. And in there he goes, and uh, you know, you'll see some celebrities around. The Incidentally, the guy from Three Doors Down lives Three Doors Down. And I was like, <laughs> really? And he was like, no, stupid. It's a joke. <laughs> but I was still so susceptible to to anything like that with Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, like you assume – I mean, this is where stars live. So it just seemed, it seemed perfectly plausible, but, uh, yeah, but I know that feeling when you get out there and you're like, oh man. And another good story was we had this roadie kid from Philly with us in the loved ones. And we, we rolled into Los Angeles and and he goes like, yo, so are we going to like see stars? And (laughs) I was like, dude, it's not really like that. We might see Carrot Top or somebody, (laughs) you know, and he's in Vegas anyway. Yeah. And we were walking into a guitar center to buy strings or something. So I'm like, just cool it. Be cool. We might see somebody cruddy. Right. And we walk into guitar center and the edge is like twenty <laughs> feet in front of us. And I went, Or you might see the edge. I, like it <laughs> right, was like right, so right. mind blowing. I guess he was doing like some kind of guitar, like the a new pedal or something was was being uh brought out or whatever. And so he was like there was a crowd of people around. But it was such a trip. It was like it's such la la land until you live here. And then you're like, oh it's it is true
0: yeah like oh, i just saw mclovin at the you know s- steak and shake like <laughs> right. there's always someone somewhere in that yes. town yeah all right well fuck la anyway west yeah, coast and Dave. i don't live there and i don't live there i live <laughs> yeah a hundred miles north but listen west coast dave smiles a lot more so i still i support it i still support west coast dave but, i appreciate it all right so let's get into the meat of the interview here the main <laughs> thing i really wanted to do which is our new game show called "Who's the Better Brother?" Oh, boy. I can it right here. We all know who the Better Brother is. Come on. OK. So I've given you both a list of five questions that you've answered to me, so I know your answers. You both don't know each other's answers to these five simple questions that any brother should know about each other, okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's you the
0: leading open? the witness) Yeah, so we're going to go topic for... To- I feel like I'm going to go one one for one here, and we'll hit both of you instead of like a rapid fire. Does that work for you guys? Sure. Okay, Brad, you on board? Go Brad, on. We're, come on, we're doing a podcast. You can't thumbs up, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, all right, so question number one to you, David.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're on a late night van ride You stop for a convenience store snack. What is your brother Tim getting?
3: I'm hoping that he
0: answered this question correctly,
3: which is (laughs) don't put the exact thing that you would get, but answer so that we can get a good story. When we were in Austria, Tim didn't (sighs) eat. We'd played one of those festivals where there was no catering. Right. And, And Tim... We get in the van afterwards. And Tim's like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. Oh, we got to stop. We got to stop. There's nothing open. We finally right. get to a gas station. And this kid eats a jar of peanuts <laughs> the size of, of like, I, I don't even know what, a huge thing of peanuts. Huge. We get back to the hotel. He's like, I feel funny. And he turns and looks. Is there something wrong with my lips? And his lips have blown up. No! Like Donald Duck, you know, like huge. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck happened to your lips? <laughs> and of course, we're in the middle of Austria. It's like, yeah, it's like, right. you know, it's 11 o'clock at night or something. And, and they don't even have real medicine if you needed it. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm like, holy shit, are you going into, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, Is shock, that, would that yeah, be anaphylactic yeah. Sh- shock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it subsided, but I would think he might answer this question with peanuts, even with his lips swelling like that. (laughs) Well, because now we have this ongoing thing where he'll come out of a gas station in subsequent years with a can of peanuts. I'm like, no, 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 no! You're eating too many (laughs) peanuts. Like I don't, I don't. So, okay, that's more what I'm worried about when when we're doing the snacking. Is it is Tim doing peanuts? It's either that or it's the coconut pop, the
0: Mexican coconut pop that you can only kind of get out west. He loves okay. those. He'll eat the okay. shit out of those. It's All right. one of those is two. true. All right. So that's Dave's answer. We're gonna go for Tim's here. Tim, you're a late night van ride, tour stop. What is your brother David getting? He is absolutely getting butterkeks. <laughs>
4: <laughs> kex. Kex in Germany. And if they're and if we're not in Germany. He would do whatever it took to get Butterkex, even if we weren't in Germany. No, I, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like I could give the US answer, but I just want to say the with US the, answer. The US answer too? Yes. yes. Um it's gotta be pretzels, tried and true.
0: <laughs> okay. So with with the US caveat, Tim is the better brother. Okay. So Tim Tim prevent he he said that. His favorite would be, Tim, well, all right, so you confused me. I thought the German butter kecks were yours, your favorite. They are, but oh, this okay. is a
4: shared favorite. This is a gotcha. thing that we have okay. been known on the bus to.
0: What is that? That's like the shortbread or like the little waffle they're guys? They're like the little tiny
4: um, crackers that are sweet, but not mm. too sweet. Right, but they're not perfectly too sweet. sweet. Yeah,
2: they're perfectly Caviar. sweet.
4: We've been known to house no pun intended sleeve after sleeve of these things.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. You'll hear anybody got Kecks, you know, and then, and then we there's a run either back into the bus or the, or the van or whatever we're in and the Kecks rustle around and we share it. You're right. But I didn't think about Germany. I was thinking about America.
0: Damn. Yeah. You know what? That, that might be my fault as a Tory. It's very, very different snacks Yeah, for both, for both places. So, so right. that might be mine, but we'll loosely say this is Tim's category. Uh, Because he did guess pretzels and pretzels was your answer. So he nailed that. All right. Moving on, David. Go ahead. What would your brother Tim answer as his favorite movie? You know, and I'll give you a hint for this one, because I think I think Tim's answer is a little unfair. It is. So so I'm going to give you a hint that it's a film that came out in the last two years oh which i don't even know how you could call your favorite you, movie but this absolutely was absolutely know this <laughs> oh soul oh nailed it okay okay and honestly ben have you seen it i have about six times yeah it might be the best movie <laughs> it might be the best movie i've ever seen yeah yeah, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> amazing is, it's pretty awesome holy pretty mackerel I didn't cry for 40 minutes in front of my kids going, <laughs> the reason I'm crying is because Joe really learned something. And then, you know, and the seed fell down and, and he really figured it out. You know?
3: Yeah. That oh was my me. God. That was me watching. I, I, so, yeah. Oh my God. You know, what's funny about that is I, I, I've been taking a very small uh, SSRI, you know, to help sure. just level off my mood. So yeah, yeah. of course the fears that come along with taking something like that are I was it going to stunt my, uh, my moods and who knew my moods were swinging way high and way low. And that was right. the problem. <laughs> it was right, doing right. But my fear was like, oh, I'm probably never going to cry at a movie again. And so I wait in these movies, the last couple of movies I've seen, I'm like, ah, it's too strong a dose. I'm not going to cry. Oh. And when that's when the scene comes in soul. I was like, okay, I'm good. I am just well. pouring tears. Wow. That's
0: such a beautiful film. So, that was your personal litmus test that your SSRI wasn't killing your emotions. Exactly. That's, wow. That's right. All right. Yeah. Good for soul. Okay. <laughs> all right, Tim. What would your brother David say is his all time favorite movie? There Will Be Blood. Nailed it. Nailed it. Drainage, nice. Eli. Nice. Drainage. Yeah, that was a big favorite on the Gaslight
3: Love Ones tour. Uh, I guess that movie had just come out or probably. Yeah. And we,
0: Benny and I in particular kept just saying like, I'll drink your milkshake. I'll drink your milkshake. You know, and that that's a movie that I rewatched recently. Like my wife had never seen it. And I was like, we got to watch. There will be blood just so you can Mm. see it. And man, what a classic, like Tony Soprano, Walter White kind of character. Daniel Plainview is, I mean, what an absolute piece of shit. But, you know, they just give you those, like, two or three points in the movie where you see just enough humanity that you're like, this is actually a person that could come back. It's really yeah. so genius. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's incredible. It's awesome. The other
3: one, that, the, that unseated Raging Bull for me, another very complicated a- asshole, you know, char- lead character. Do you find oh, that-
0: yourself, like, I, I find myself always – when I think about a lot of my favorite movies, a lot of them really do settle around like a very troubled male character who goes through like an arc. You know, I usually, I guess like the ones that usually leave him in a better place towards yeah, the end. redemptive, you Yeah, know? Right, right, right. Like more than like Shawshank be- <laughs> Redemption. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shawshank or like a goodwill hunting or like something like that. But, yes. Yeah. Well, I do. I,
3: this is the weird thing about saying your favorite movie. I think it's the best movie I've ever seen or, or raging Bull is sort of like that, but it's not the movie I watch over and over, you know, like no, I'm much more no, apt to watch sure. one of the ones you just described. Right. And so it's a bit of a funny, uh, a funny thing. But yeah, I would still say it's my favorite. It's like the movie I think of as like the, the ultimate mountaintop for movies.
0: It's funny because it always leads to the question, same in music, right? Which is, you know, sure, like Dark Side of the Moon maybe a better record than, yeah. you know, let's say a Steely Dan album that came out a couple years after. But, you know, eight times out of ten, the Dan is a little easier to listen to. You know, if I you're don't want to do give your it a dirty spin. work just yeah. comes on and you're happy. <laughs> yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. There is something about that. I mean, I think that's where, that's where like the legacy of Tom Petty sort of proves itself over and over. You're like, yeah, because people go like Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen. You're like, yeah, but I don't. I, yes. I'm all in. I'm all on. But I'm always putting Tom Petty on. Like yeah. he's the one yeah. I'm going or or fill in the blank of, of that kind of comparative. Like I only dudes do this big comparison though you know like yeah these lists like sat in vans and considered all this crap like like i'll go like well what's the better thing and my wife's always like better yeah like why why even do do that i know like both
0: like all right all right we're all in we're all in a consistent metaphorical dick size competition (laughs) (laughs) it's just numbers we're obsessed with the centimeters here you know exactly the game of inches dave all right so we're going to question number three in who's the better brother. Now, this is a fun one cuz it takes definitely either an intimate knowledge by laundry or shopping together. David, what is Tim's jean size?
3: 2929, I believe.
0: It could be 2930. Did, did you want waist and inseam? Uh he only gave me one, but you're 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 doing good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so 2929? Yep. All right. Tim, your answer for David my
4: answer. This is a pre-COVID answer.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm just
4: kidding. I, I just I felt that you know it would be it would be only fair and kind <laughs> to give the pre-COVID because you know I, I don't think he's packed any on, but Harsh. we haven't seen each other, you know, any of each other only but for FaceTime. So I can't, yeah. Remember, so you get you the glean. juice
0: in the morning, and Dave's right. eating like leftover cold, whatever the fuck his right. kids didn't eat, you know? Gaging I'm also from 42. 42. Yeah. Well, We look. don't get the juice
4: anymore, Tim. <laughs> Judging from FaceTime, I think he's, you know, he's looking great, but <laughs> I can't be sure. No, I, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with a 32.
0: 32? Yeah. All right. I got to say, David, you were closer. God. Tim is a 28 <laughs> and Dave is a 30, so... Uh, Dave, you are one one size closer than Tim. If we're going, to, it. If but if we're going, say, the, if we're going the Price Is Right method, and even
4: uh, that's an acceptable answer because twenty nine I could make work.
0: <laughs> twenty nine <laughs> is actually a little wide around the waist for you, Tim. Can you yeah, it just no, more, I can't. That's one I'm more asking. latch
4: on the belt has to be. You know, it's one more hole in the belt. You
0: piece of shit! You <laughs> absolute piece of shit! You know, the last time I was at twenty nine, I was probably like thirteen. The last one. <laughs> I don't know if I ever was. I think I skipped it. I think I went straight from elastic to 30, <laughs> to 30 plus. <laughs> I, don't know I, I don't know if I ever made it to jeans. That's like,
3: elastic. I'm in elastic now. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> well, we didn't know we were going to wind up on Zoom. That's Brad's fault. Um, all right. So question number four in our new game. Who is the better brother? Tim. What is mm-hmm. the song that can make your brother David cry?
4: This one I had a very, very hard time with, but my final answer was the joke by Brandy Carlisle.
0: The joke by Brandy Carlisle.
4: but I don't think that's what he answered. That, I'll, I'll put it. I'll leave it at that. I don't think that's okay. what he answered, but I think I think if he really thought about it. <laughs> I have <laughs> <laughs> he and really pondered it, he would cry
0: <laughs> okay all right before we get into that one i want to see david what is the song for tim that can always make tim cry this one surprised me i gotta be honest it surprises oh. me every time <laughs>
3: i i don't know i had an answer for this when I when I sent you my answers, I thought oh, yeah. I gotta think about what would make Tim cry. Um I don't know. Is it, it I'm not sure. Honestly, like I had an answer and it's escaping me. I'm gonna go with
0: uh Gone by the Bouncing Souls. Ooh, the a beautiful song. That is incorrect, but a beautiful yeah. song. Okay. So, I think you're gonna, when you hear the answer, I think you're gonna be bummed that you didn't get it. Oh, of course. So, Tim's answer was not ready to make nice by hey. formerly the Dixie Chicks. What are they called now? The Chicks? The Chicks. Mm-hmm. So, they're baby chickens wow. now. Yeah. Wow. And I gotta say, you said it at first, and I was like, okay, Dixie Chicks. But then I'm like, you know what? I've heard that song before and been like a little like choked. Like yeah. I get it, you know, I get it. Yeah. That's a powerful message in that song and it and it kinda hit me too. So uh so I, I, I could see it. I could see it. Now I don't know much about Brandy Carlisle. Dave had guessed the song Evangeline. Or Tim guessed the song Evangeline. I think it's actually called The Mother. Okay. I don't think it's um, called
3: Evangeline. It but it's it's like two songs away from the joke, so I'm probably still crying from hearing the joke, and that's just the song that comes
0: on, you know? So what's the, I, I don't know much about that artist. Can you tell me why that kind of tugs at your heartstrings?
3: Well, that particular song is about her becoming a mom, and go listen to it, Ben. Your head will explode. It okay. uh, And she just lists all the things that she sort of has had to give up, and, and you know, the the payoff of the lyric is that, but I'm the mother of Evangeline, you know, like, yes, I don't, I can't, I don't have time to sit in cafes and argue with skeptics and, and drink wine and, and you stole all my, you know, you wrecked my car. So there's humor, but there's also that payoff of like, but I'm your mother. Like I have this child and it's always just like, Ooh, but you know, I, I did, I did wish I could get this answer back because right before we signed on, I saw somebody. I never even heard of this artist, but she's number 1 on Billboard and she had mm-hmm. this like heartfelt thing like I'm number 1 on Billboard. Oh my god. Okay. And I kind of got a little uh I, I got that tinge and and it occurred to me that when I watch award shows and people win, whatever song they're singing, I get choked up cuz I'm like, look, they did it. They they made the, <laughs> their their dream come yeah. true, even if it's a song yeah. I fucking hate. You know, I'm sure. like, oh, oh, and they're giving the speech and then they're launching into the song, I'm always yeah. like, yeah. You know, even though I'm the most, you know, in, in my cold uh, punk rock heart, I'm like, what the fuck, these award shows? But if I'm watching, I'm like all in. I get so wrapped yeah. up in, in, in their big win. You know,
0: <laughs> I'm the same way. I think it, it's something about uh, what punk rock does to you is you realize they're essentially like, if you play the long game, there are no happy endings, right? It, like, right. so, right. you know, right. So <laughs> the idea that, you know, a movie that ends like that or like a little moment in someone's life where you're seeing the culmination of work and actual joy, like, you know, these things aren't sustainable. So when you see it, you mm-hmm. have a very visceral reaction to it. I do, too. I think it's a very natural thing. And I think yeah. it's almost sometimes the way like the the skeptic can feel. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you, that, need, that's true. you need those avenues for it. Like I could watch someone I love dearly pass away and I might not cry, but then I'll cry during soul for fucking 45 minutes, <laughs> right, you know, right. just because I need that, yeah. that outlet to, to do it. So it's, it's powerful. All right. Yeah. Move, all right. Let's finish this game. Who's the better brother? <laughs> Are now, we tied <laughs> or is Tim back in the lead? Huh? <laughs> right now. I'm not even going to tell you, but it's close. All right? All right? They, they, it could come down to this last question. Yeah. Now, the last question, and I know it's something important to both of you. I know, uh, as a caveat, there's been a lot of fucking Philly people on recently. I'm getting a little sick of it. So. <laughs> uh, hey, oh. You know, oh. What, you know what I'm going to say yeah. about yeah, that? Yeah, you ben? heard me.
3: You know what I'm going to say about that is you've got two real Philly motherfuckers not any of these oh I lived in the polcono for college or I'm from you know uh Illinois and I heard about the war on drugs and yeah, yeah, now yeah. I live in Philly because it's a cheap place for me to make my crappy band we're sure. real fucking Philly guys real Philly and so I'm gonna just say all respect to all those other people who are doing that that's great I'm glad it's a it's a it's a magnet for the arts now but I was there when it sucked. Oh. And there were no bands
0: coming out of Philly. There were none. That's true. It's true. Right? It was only Crud so, as a Cult. That was it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, so, yeah, Ink and Dagger or what you was know. Stalag 13. That's all you guys said. But Oof. I got to say, this gave me a great idea because a couple episodes ago, we had uh, uh, Dominic from the band Nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a straight, like Kensington guy.
3: Yeah. He's real Philly.
0: He's mm-hmm. real Philly. So now in the spirit of uh, game shows on going off track, I most want to like, I think we might have to do a, who's more Philly segment. <laughs> he wins. He wins. <laughs> I'll beat the Menzingers. I'll beat those Menzingers at who's more Philly. Oh yeah. But he wins. He's they're the kid. Scran king. they're scran
3: as fuck. And you know, I love that they're Philly though. And they're, listen, they're, they're great ambassadors for Philadelphia.
0: And you know, Tim is uh, Tim's on Twitter going nuts about the Philadelphia Eagles. And you oh, know, he's, nuts. That's, that's another look. He's We're not most. getting it. Brad will vomit in his mouth if we talk about the Eagles and the Giants right now. So let's move on to question number five of who's the better brother. Now, I want to know what is your all-time favorite Philadelphia team? Now, when I think about it for myself, I have to say like the 99 Yankees are probably Mm -hmm. like my all time favorite team or maybe like the 91 New York Giants but it's the one that like not only were you so happy they won you were fully immersed maybe it was the first time you seen it when Mm -hmm. you were a kid and you had that uh, a different kind of connection to the team so Dave what would be Tim's favorite all time Philly sports team and you both gave a couple options to these so there's a couple I'll accept
3: well, I can tell you who is top two would be. Uh, certainly, the the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. Would, okay. I guess that's seventeen or is that seventeen? 16? 17, yeah. 17, seventeen, yeah, yeah. Because the Super Bowl happens in the beginning of the year. Okay, so this the 2016-17 Eagles team is right up there. Yeah, but I wonder because of the 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 child, the child element, if it's the Sixers of. Wow. What was that? Oh, one with. Iverson? Wow.
0: Yeah. Nailed it. Aaron. Oh,
3: sweet. Aaron McKee.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Because Tim, Tim was, uh, Tim was so into basketball as a kid yeah. and loved Iverson and still does talk, talks about him all the time. We discuss them, you know, whenever we're together for long trips and things. Um, so I'm guessing it's those two. Do
0: I have to pick one of those two? No, you actually picked both of his options. Both Which of them, makes you an exceptional brother. Exceptional okay. brother. Now spin but this I,
4: around. I, wanted to, I feel like I got to make one more just for the record. Okay. The the 4 Eagles that went to the Super Bowl and lost oh. to Tom uh-huh. Brady, uh-huh. they have to be the honorable mention. Okay. They have to be the, why just cause nomination.
0: you had the biggest boner for Donovan McNabb or not? No, actually T O T O. Oh, really? It's even more, it's
4: even more controversial than McNabb. It that was is. T-O. I love T T O. And I still will. I'll go, go on to the mat for T O in a
0: camo so. shirt professing his love for terrell owens what a strange day (laughs) laundry day laundry day
3: um yeah i lost a hundred bucks on that team to trip from the unseen the loved ones were on tour with the unseen and strike anywhere Uh uh-huh and celebrated the uh the the, that super bowl in orlando and trip of course being the most boston guy ever it's like hey how you doing no way Let's put a couple dollars on this. And, and I was like, sure. hundred bucks. I mean, I didn't have a pot to piss yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Wow. That's a big hit in those days. A hundred bucks. It was, yeah, it was nasty. It was. Yeah. No, no uh, vegetarian hot dogs were consumed that
0: night by me oh. because I, all my money went to trip. I love the Orlando veggie hot dogs. And anyway, yeah. you know, he has a, uh, the the hot dog man has a uh, brick and mortar store now. Oh, no kidding. The veggie hot in dog Orlando. man. In Orlando, yeah. Oh, good for him. That's the American dream. That is the American dream. For any context, real quick to anyone, any punk rocker who went to Orlando for about 20 years saw the vegetarian hot dog stand man in downtown Orlando. It was like, Mm -hmm. uh, you just had to do it. Okay. So, now, Tim, what would David's all-time Philadelphia sports team be?
4: Um... This, this is tough. I honestly, uh, this is, this is really difficult. Um, because I, I won't go there. I was going to say a lot of these teams were before my time, but <laughs>
0: I mean, it's fair, which it's is, fair. Which, which is
4: fair. Cause I don't, I can't, cause I know that Dave was really into sports. And then for a long stretch of my life, he's been pretty out on sports. And so, but I gotta say, I'm, I
0: don't like this cop out, though, Tim. You're like Mister Philadelphia Sports. Yeah. If you can't, you know, be. Do you want to? Do you want a small hint? You know, if if no, you can't I, be in line, it's like me not knowing who like the late '70s Yankees were. You know, like of course I do. No, no, no. I it's.
4: I mean, I have my guesses. I have my guesses, and I have my uh, uh, you know hunches. I know. I know okay. the teams that would be selected, but I'm gonna go. This is a bit of a sole answer. <laughs> the team that I've the team that I've seen Dave get most in, into is the Jimmy Butler and I- Embiid oh. Simmons Sixer squad that lost to uh, the Raptors. So the eighteen crazy the bounce. eighteen
0: Sixers that lost yeah. on Kawhi's final shot.
4: Yeah, that's the team that I've seen Dave get the most jazzed for and pumped on. Oh. So we
3: stay. We were staying up till like four in the morning on the bus in Europe listening to it. Sure. And beating on the bus (laughs) roof when, you know what I mean? Like we were all in on that team. Yeah. Um,
0: 18 it was. Yeah. 18. Yeah. Maybe 18, 19. Yeah. Or 17, 18, but definitely that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that Hmm. was a, that was an intent. I mean, that was the culmination of the process as a Philly fan. That must've felt, that's like the big payoff after five years of, being what? Pretty pretty joke basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That must have sure. been a lot of fun. But Tim, I'm afraid you're wrong. And David's answer was the nineteen ninety-three Philadelphia. Ninety three Phillies,
4: Phillies. goddammit.
0: You know, oh, that was your that was your yeah, big Yeah, it would, yeah. All right. Well, again, it was that formative
3: time. I was young. I was, yeah. You know, I guess I was only fifteen.
0: Who was on that team? Was that Mike Schmidt still? No, no, no. I mean, Schmidt was gone was, by then.
3: Schmidt was in the eighties. Schmidt was on the eighty, at least on the eighty-three, probably on the eighty Phillies. Yeah. No, this was like a band of misfits. It's the most Philadelphia story ever. Was like Darren Dalton. Dalton was catching. Uh Crockett first base. uh, What the hell was the name of that second baseman? Um, But that was the team with Mitch Williams. Right, crazy Mitch. To to me, it helped uh, underpin the Philadelphia myth that you really can't get to the top because they were they were this storied team nobody bet on them everybody assumed that they couldn't do it and it was like a ragtag bunch of people yeah and then at the end Mitch Williams the wild thing the closer uh threw away a home run right uh, to Toronto and uh it just sort of that was sort of my exit from sports for a while as a as a real fan because i was like ah there's something up with this city we're never going to get it right, and i right. think i think there was a drought from then on even entering a championship for like
0: I guess it was like twenty five years. Yeah, or until until the oh eight Phillies? until the oh eight World Series probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So oh, I didn't even realize this was the team that lost in the World Series to to Joe Carter's Blue Jays on the Joe famous, Carter, that's right. Yeah, and the yep. famous home run, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you had Darren Dalton, John Crook, Mickey Morandini at second base. Mickey Morandini, yeah. Lenny Dykstra in center. Dykstra. Oh, my goodness. Kurt Schilling, a young Kurt Schilling look at this what a bunch of assholes on his team yikes oh totally it was like a bunch of guys they collected from south philly and put on this
3: on you know what i mean like a bunch of jamokes from the bar i can't um, believe yeah
0: lenny dykstra and kurt schilling were actually on the same team being assholes with each other i can't believe that's totally and dykstra
3: oh my god i tried reading his book he put out a book he was on howard stern with it and i'll read i'll read dykstra's book all i ever do is read books about musicians and I liked him as a kid. This was the most horrible book yeah. you ever read. Not it a, good, so not a good guy. No, no, not a good guy, not a good writer. I mean, it was like, I'm I'm usually pretty, um, you know, gracious about that kind of thing. But I was like, this sucks. This yeah. guy
0: sucks. This book sucks. I know but it's it sucks. like, I, I, I was about to say something really mean, but there is a lot of people who I wish I didn't get to know as adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that was a great game. Thank you. Great game. And I'd like. I think I won, which is. So so here's what's funny. You guys are such good brothers. It's equal. And this is the reason (laughs) house will work. Okay. This is the reason it will work. You are naturally on this even playing field. We went through this whole exercise. Okay. Yep. Tim wins the food, Dave wins the movie. Dave wins the jeans. Tim wins the song. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Tim wins the food. You tied the movies. Dave Mm -hmm. wins the jeans. Tim wins the song. Dave wins the sports team. That's two and a half apiece.
3: Beautiful. All (laughs) right.
0: So now here, I'll leave something in your hands. Okay, gents. So I had Mm -hmm. an alternate question just in case we ran into this. Do we want to leave it at a tie? Or do we want to decide this? Let's decide. All right, Tim, you up for it? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. All right. This is the one I told you I was going to remit, and I'm no longer remitting. (laughs) Okay. All right. I want each of your, and this isn't historical because that is unfair to Tim, your celebrity Hollywood crush currently, if you're allowed to say it. This is the reason I was remitting it.
3: We can say it but how are we going to do the game? Like do we just answer at the same time or or do
0: we text you privately? Yeah, everyone text both text me your answer. Okay. okay real fast. Gonna, hold on, Danny. Here we go. Okay. All right, Tim, hit me. Okay. Good. We're in. So, David, who is your brother Tim's celebrity crush?
3: Oh, um shit uh i i really don't actually i i probably know this if i had more time but on the spot i'm gonna say uh
0: okay okay oh it's funny how okay tim david's celebrity crush dave's
2: uh, uh
4: I, i'm gonna give the historical answer because that's the, that's the only one that's coming to mind i however he just tipped his hand with the gal Gadot answer because i no 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 i know who it is i know who it is it's the oh man never mind never mind i was gonna say christy brinkley but that is not my answer
0: <laughs> that is
4: not my answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the reason I didn't say historical. So you didn't have to answer Christy Brinkley. I was
4: going to say that. I was going to say that. But it's she's it's a very the, beautiful um, woman. Um I can't remember her name, but she does the uh she's the host of the one that she, Oh, god.
0: Brooke damn Shields. <laughs> damn it. I can her name. He's not that Lauren. Old. Lauren, Lauren Bacall. It's, Ringwald? It's,
4: I, I don't have the. Ah, I know the woman, but I, I I know the face, and I know the woman, and I can't come come up with her name. So
0: okay, well you both it's lose. It's
4: that host, though, isn't it? Get, the host. It's she isn't she a ho- host, host of some what? type of show right now, like a like a cooking show, or or like a game show?
3: Oh, she's yeah, I do quite like her. Yeah, Padma. <laughs> Padmo. <Padma,
4: Padma. laughs> that wasn't your pick
3: i like padma too padma lacks me whole i like wow you know it's funny the whole time this whole time my wife introduced me to this show she goes, you're gonna love padma and so i started following her on instagram and and i go look at this padma to, to tasha i go she just she's incredible looking she's so beautiful i said how could this be she's a chef and tasha was like no dummy she was Oh, model right. first <laughs> who She's judges chefs. And <laughs> who happens to become a a big chef right. a judge. And so I was like, yeah. oh shit, I'm I've been this, spending this whole time cuz you know, model to me is like whatever. You know, it, it's not as it's not as impressive if you have a crush on a, a, a you know what I mean, it's just a known commodity at the point. I thought See, she Dave, was a again,
0: chef. again, you've so, made my um, point for the record house, okay? Because you got to remember, no one cares, man. After like two years, no one cares, and all they're gonna know you was they're about they're what? gonna be like, "Who's Dave? Who's Tim? We don't know these guys. We just know <laughs> House." You know,
2: <laughs> That's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah. Remember,
0: <laughs> people, people are so stupid. Dave, remember, you know, that we're, we're all You're just right. not You're doing right that well. It. You know, so it's just not that important. Yes. All right, so you both lose. Right. Uh, Dave had guessed <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. That's a good guess. Tim had guessed Anne Hathaway.
3: I just followed her on Instagram, which means yeah. she is a
0: crush. So, so that pretty was a good. good answer. But no, I didn't that, get, oh wait, I didn't guess. Answer. I, my right. answer was scarred. for her. Tim. And Tim, your guess was Anne Hathaway. And you for thought, David. I would say. No, okay. no, my answer was Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have. All right. Well, you still both fucked up, but. We- yeah, we, either way we <laughs> sliced either it, way. we lost. Either way you thought. And it seems like, I don't know if the houses want to explore this in a separate conversation, but you realize <laughs> three out of three of your answers were women who play superheroes. So what what kind of thing you guys <laughs> oh, got going not, on here?
4: But that's not an accident. <laughs> that is interesting. That a little bit is, of yeah, an escape
0: exactly. fantasy, gents. Maybe it's you. You thin waisted <laughs> characters need a strong woman.
2: <laughs> 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 all right.
0: Yeah. We, yeah. We need to right. be rescued. So this was great. You guys are even brothers, but this was a very fun game we got to play. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time to answer my questions beforehand. I know you're usually not in the business of answering extra questions before a podcast. So I appreciate that.
3: Yeah. But for (laughs) you, it's different. It's different. In other words, if it's a podcast about your favorite album or whatever, but this is like, we are friends. So the, the worst that could happen is we say something off color or, or, uh, (laughs) <laughs> or bizarre because right, right, of our comfort right. level You know what I mean? So I think that's the difference when you when you do a uh, an interview or whatever, a conversation like this with a friend, it's like you're that's true. it's already comfortable. But if I got these questions from somebody I didn't know, i oh
0: really? Yeah. I, f- I figured go? I could get away How's with a little more go? with you, gents. But Definitely. let's keep the fun totally. train rolling, okay? I got all these serious questions, but since we're 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 on the topic of friends and having a good time here. I want to keep it rolling with our segment called mystery friends. friends. Oh, yes. Now, Tim, I'm sorry to say this mystery friend is for Dave. Okay. I couldn't get a mystery friend for you this fast. And I didn't want the whole episode to be mystery friend. So (laughs) Dave, I was asked to uh, hear a story from you. About going to get sushi before a show in Toronto, Canada. Oh, <laughs> I think I know who this is. So I would like you to t- tell I me know the who concept. It is. So, yeah, just for clarity, the person I asked <clears throat> is the most amazing person, has the greatest stories, may not totally understand the concept of mystery friend. <laughs> Because super <laughs> obvious that it was him. <laughs> but I still figured it would be a great story. Well, it's,
3: okay, so so when I went solo, I suddenly was in a different... So I, I started to open for all of the same bands that I had played with, with the Loved Ones. Except for, you know, for instance, when the Loved Ones were opening for the Bouncing Souls, um, we had no right. money and no ability to... to, to like in so certain situations would come up where like dinner would come up and it'd be like, we're going to sit this one out. The souls are going to go to dinner because they're making right. money at this. And we're <laughs> going to be in the right. backstage eating chips. Well, when I went solo, because there's nobody else, I could certainly right. attend these dinners and was like, feeling yeah, like I sure. had a bunch of money. I didn't, but I was like, oh, shit, I'm on tour. Right. I go eat. So uh, I went on, on a little trip with the bouncing souls opening for them right around the first record. And I was on this kick where I was like, let's go get real dinner before the show. Now, Pete Steinkoff, who it's either okay. him or it's yeah. Brian, one of those two, hates leaving the venue. He's like, I got to get acclimated to the, the zone before we. And he's so he'll sit in the venue for yeah. hours. I've got to have a couple drinks, man, and watch all the openers. Like he just wants to be there. I'm kind of the and same. I yeah, don't I get freaked and, and out I if I leave too long yeah yeah you're more of a a nester and i'm more the the way i used to burn nervous energy was like just do as much as possible not think about the show and then just do the show in the moment right and i won't get nervous that way because i won't be fixated so we went i said come on pete brian let's go it was a couple of maybe mcdermott i don't know but we went next door to this this japanese restaurant that was like it was very involved it was like (laughs) Oh, everyone yells a, a greeting when you walk in. It's super loud, and I was like, "This is great." The food's supposed to be amazing, like, and and Keeneland, he he, he turns to Pete and goes, "Ah." there's a den there's a den in here i can't hear myself thinking he, start, he starts complaining and p's like oh man this is not the right thing to be do before the show i'm like you guys play in four fucking hours like can we sit like 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 humans and eat no man no 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 we've got to go we've got to go and it's, it's dinner i can't hear i can't hear so we leave we leave and we and i said well what do you guys want to eat like this is the place i'm girlfriend at the time is now right. my wife like found the place yeah. I, was I finally like, like got go money here yeah it was like super yeah 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 and pizza like, this looks like a pretty good place and it's a fucking sushi place right across from the okay. venue so you can see the venue and not a <laughs> blessed soul is sat in there to eat no one no patrons at all and i'm like guys this the reason this place has a din it's because humans are showing up to eat right. there because it's yeah. popular there's good food we're in Toronto, which is far from the ocean. So sushi is probably yeah, not gonna be yeah. as good a bet as this other place. Why do we go? It's nice and quiet, man. No, you don't <laughs> yeah. want quiet sushi in a landlocked place. Delicious. Yeah. 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 And no, it's perfect, man. We'll be in and out. I'm like, no, we, we want to sit down. So we race in there, horrible meal. <laughs> And so the, re- the rest of the tour, they're, of course, like, they, they they quickly are, I mean, those two are so good at uh, being able <laughs> to turn the joke on you. Like, I'm like, you two old fuckers, you know, like, what kind of crazy shit is, and, and sure, they're like, so the next day they're like. Let's go. Hey, Brian, you want to find the most busy and expensive and stupid place to eat some sushi? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a
3: good thing. You know, we're punk rockers, of course, but yeah,
1: let's go be hoity toy. And I'm like,
3: guys, that's not what I was trying to do. I was just trying to have a good time. So I believe it's one of those two. And 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 uh, I believe that's what they're referencing. If not, this story yeah. was completely uh, yeah, without well, any more. Yeah, you were
0: right. It is Pete Steinkoff, who who provided yes. me with this? And uh, yeah, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love that that idea. You can't you can't burn the bouncing souls. You can't. No, they are shameless no, a team and unified. And you you just I wouldn't even begin to try to to do that with them. You get you get eaten alive. No, they're a, a fucking alive. team.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough too because I came from a culture of, of construction and then sick of it all, which is a similar kind right. of burning. Like it's like it's pretty, sure, it's pretty sure, sure. rough. You not know, not for the thin not, skin. The souls have no, no, and so I came into the bouncing souls camp and assumed it was a similar thing. East Coast, they're way punk sweeter rockers, about et it, yeah. they're way sweeter, which is a which is even better because it's it stays fun. Like nobody ends up running right. out and smashing anything. Um, but it's it sort of bubbles under the surface the whole time. It's like the goof comes up and you're like, <laughs> right. oh, damn, he got me again. Whereas like, you know, I was sick of it all, especially in the era I was there, like Craig, Craig and I would right, spar right. like crazy. And, you know, we would we would just really go for sure. it. I mean, we're still friends and everything like that. But but the souls have that weird brother thing, like yeah. Pete and Brian, especially. It's it's it's
0: really That's fucking funny. And then he also gave me a a B about drilling a hole in his guitar. Oh. (laughs) That's something you did to his guitar? Listen, again,
3: I came into the Bouncing Souls uh, with with a set of principles and discipline from working for Sick of It All. You know, like they didn't tolerate nonsense. And so I came in and was like, you know, I was like, I can't drink before the show. You know, and Pete was like, I'm your boss, man. We were in, I'll never forget we were in New Orleans. I'm your boss, man. You want a hurricane? Have a hurricane. And, because I'm your boss, I tell you to drink. And, and it, so basically, you know, kicked back off a right. long life of alcoholism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, by the end of that tour, we were sure. loose as a goose. Yeah, no. And um, he has that beautiful white Les Paul that we all know now. That was new back when I was working for him. And, uh, as, as they do the, the, um, the screw that holds the strap on, pulled, pulled out. And you didn't have any Grosch bottles around? No, no, the screw pulled out. Like, so, so the, 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 the you know what I mean? The, the, um, the strap button had pulled full clear of the guitar because he has it dragging (laughs) around his shins. You know, it's so low. All the weight is on there. Um, so it pops out and And it was loud, and I had the backup for him. I handed him the backup, and Pete is the yeah. sweetest person you can ever work for. like sure. he'll never bark at you or be like, "Get me my guitar." So he quietly was like, "Just fix it and give it back, you know and I'm like, and I was like, "Oh shit." fix it and give it back. Like this is bad. Like I I would need toothpicks and glue. And I mean, that's kind of how you fill that hole, drill a new hole or drill a screw into the existing hole, but you have to close it in. Yeah. You got to let it sit. There's like two songs left. Right. So I just thought I was following orders and just grabbed a screwdriver and piloted a new hole into the Les Paul next to that one. But that's the most sturdy way to do it because you're you're going right. into the wood yeah. you know what i mean like you're it's a it's a screw right into the wood the other hole is blown sure. out that's how the screw fell out so he so he turns around to <laughs> check on me i guess during the song and he sees me back there like you know basically i mean putting a hole uh, in his fucking guitar and he said he just was like oh my god and i handed it back to him like look it's ready and so I've never lived yeah. that one down. Like, remember when you put a hole in my and now, of course, he's very sweet about it. He's like, look, man, like still there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> still holding
3: up. You know, even to this day, because it's still like this classic yeah. guitar of his. But uh, but sure enough, drunkenly and panicked, I did that. I I
2: yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate your fervor for just like, you know, there's a couple types of people in the world. There's some of the people who sit on the side and be like, I don't know what to do, like blah blah blah, and just and then some people who are like, "Hey, I got to figure this out." This guitar, (laughs) yeah, it's the whole. Yeah, by hook or by crook, I'll get this guitar back around you. That's the construction way, because as you know, you start working for craftsmen. You know they got a lot of tricks. You know every single one has these cheats and tricks and things that you're like, oh. That's how you guys do this. Yep. So there's always a way. Yeah. There's always a way. There's a way. Yeah. And there's the way when you have time
3: and and uh, and and a focused environment, and then there's the way in the moment to get the yeah. get the damn thing done. And and that's unfortunate. Lots <laughs> of different. Chose. But I get my mark on Pete's guitar when that thing is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, and they do the Bouncing Souls thing. Maybe they'll even even be a little note like, little oh, will
0: put this. You know? I love it. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, awesome. Right. The show must go on. Hey, guitar is a guitar. Yep. It still works, right? Um, That's yeah. right. They're tools. All right. So I literally have pages of very serious songwriting notes about your creativities and where this is coming from. And we got to very little of it. Thank goodness for me, because I like you guys more than I like music in general. So, so this is perfect for me. <laughs> you know, that's that's actually kind of good
3: cuz we'll have a record that'll come out, you know, and then we can come on here and talk about that and, and we those kind of questions. But this one at least gets the it gets yeah. to the heart
0: of the matter. It's it's a natural We got uh, we got to the heart of house. And that's what, that's what I was trying to do. So but before we go, <laughs> yeah, you know, re-branding. both of you are pretty doing pretty well all things considering these days. I've known both of you a minute and i'm i'm curious if you could recommend to the uh going off track people a uh a book or a film or a podcast or something like that you guys are uh hanging on to that are kind of either helping you or guiding you a little in 2021 here um Tim? well i'm going to give
4: like maybe a trick answer and just say what this album a day thing has done for me has been pretty big, and mm. I I just would recommend it to anybody. I know it's kind of it's really open ended way to answer the question because you have to then f- fill out your album per day, <laughs> right. but it's it seems like a tall task at first. You you know I saw the person that I that did it. I saw his whole list from the year prior, and I was like, kind of overwhelmed at yeah, first, a little daunting, right? And then, but like if you just set aside. A half hour or an hour or so to think about it, listen to something. It's just a great way. We all get stuck in our little loops of things that we listen to and like and it's sometimes hard to get out of those ruts. For sure. And this has been such an awesome uh journey to just like keep new music coming into my mind and and just you know, new ideas and and you know, broadening the
0: horizons and all what's, that shit. So, what's record number one that you want people to listen to?
4: Record number one. Well, I'll I'll go with the record of today because I have a hard time putting any other record over it. And uh-huh. this was recommended by my sister. All right. So this is another she told me to listen to Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Which as we all know, what an album. And listening to it this morning, it was just fantastic. Loved uh. it. Oh, love it every time, but it's it's you can't mess with that one. Yeah.
3: You got two from Ben. Ben suggested use your illusion one. I and took them down. I <laughs> took them down. And then melancholy yep. in the infinite. First Satin's four days covered. Yeah. Of yep. those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. It'll take
0: you a while, but those are yeah. holy mackerel. I, I, yeah, Tim, what if I was you. just like, Hey, I'm doing the nuggets compilations. Then you're just listening to the same shit for two months. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, there's there's veto power in that <laughs> of course. All right, David, you got anything for the peoples?
3: Yeah, I would I would echo the soul sentiment. Watch that movie. I know that some people get hung up with animation that are adults, but no. don't let that hang you up. This is one of the best movies. Um, as far as I mean, just thinking about things to hang on to. I've been I listened to that Brene Brown podcast a lot. I think she goes into a lot of good territory of how to survive, especially the moment. Um, she sort of speaks that wellness um, dialogue, which can be a little bit
0: off-putting for yeah. an older
3: person Come like on. me who's easily we, we, we're annoyed. We're Kyrie Irving sage so fans f- in
0: this house, you know? We
3: burn <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We, I, I love uh, her insights, and I love uh, the guest she has What's on. the name she's of that pot? And then the book I would... It's called Unlocking Us and, um, you know, she'll do like an episode on burnout and how to get through the cycles of burnout that you go through and, um, correlations with, with different like facets of the, of the pandemic, like, Hey, we're in month four. And that typically, uh, would bring Mm -hmm. out these kind of emotions. And so it's kind of heady and, and spiritual and, but, but she approaches it all as a researcher. So she's got stuff to back up her theories and stuff. And, and it's, it's really done with a lot of love. And, and that, I think that's like, that's helped me quite a bit. And then as far as a book, the book I keep coming back to is the untethered soul. And, uh, it, you know, again, it's pretty heady, but it allows you, it, it gives you tools or, or helps you understand that like your immediate worries and your immediate, um, you know the uh whatever your concerns are 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 temporary and that your soul is 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 um is a different thing from mm. from from your thoughts mm. and your feelings and your actual body and stuff so it it helps you sort of uh look at your your behaviors and and the things that you're sort of fucking up uh fr- from a distance like you can pan sure. out and be like okay and it's helped me as a parent and stuff I've been reading. And if, if for parents out there, I'd say no drama discipline that that's, the unfortunate uh reality is I read it and I was identifying more with the two year olds <laughs> than the parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like there's all this stuff where they're going like, oh, and then and then the two what what's yeah. happening with the two year old is they right. can't regulate their emotions and I'm like,
0: Understand ah, I can't fucking yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I th- I think that we mentioned that on the <laughs> phone the other day, right? It's that funny thing where yeah. uh, with age does not necessarily bring wisdom. And the older I've been getting and I see certain things, I'm like, oh, my God, that 60-year-old person is a four-year-old not getting their lollipop right now. And this is the same exact reaction. They never grew up. Like, it's remarkable. Yes. (laughs) Right. I think what we mistook for growing
3: up, like what what we did as a sort of as a generation, I almost think, is like we grew up and Mm. lost all the fun. Right. And so like, oh, now I'm growing right. up. I don't have any fun, but you didn't grow up in the way that you need to, which is like yeah. regulating yourself and, and yeah. not having tantrums. Right. Just have the fun, but get yourself steady, you know? And, and that's been my goal, uh, since the kids arrived at, uh, you know, I remember you saying things about that when, when we did those gaslight shows in Europe, I guess it was, we took a couple long walks and you were talking about steadying, you know, staying steady for your kids. And, and a lot of that, I come back to. I've come back to a, a lot of the comments that you've you've made about parenting because right. you're a couple years ahead of me on 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 that journey, and it's helpful. You know, like that that's been a big goal is like steadiness, and I think it's hopefully like making its way into the creativity too. That we're steadily trying to do good work, and and get right. it out there steadily, and you know, like hopefully that's that's kind of a new goal because there's a lot sure. of erratic years, a lot of crazy.
2: Well Wild it's almost necessary, energy.
0: right? Cuz the things a lot of people do to incite creation are things that are unhealthy for a family. You know, and you you do have totally. to find another way. If people are very emotional ab- about the way they write or when they write or need to be emotional to write, then you're now putting everyone mm-hmm. else around you in a very different situation. So, you even you even noted it before in the interview. There's a difference between uh, the solo person you maybe imagined yourself to be, and and where you're at. But I appreciate your growth, Dave. I, I <laughs> hey, thanks for thanks for helping I've seen to that, water that plant. I've seen you in, uh, in a in in a couple instances where if I looked down, and been like that's gonna be the father of twins. In a while, I would have been like. Bad move, bad idea. Bad but, idea. But you've you you're, you're, you've you've grown you've grown into it, my friend, and you you look good wearing this hat. I appreciate it.
3: Oh, thanks, man. I remember. Just to sum up, I remember a great moment. We were going on. Uh, we were playing maybe the biggest German audience on the tour I did with you guys for handwritten, and I was scrambled eggs in the backstage. You came in and were like, "What's going on?" And I had my shit thrown everywhere, <laughs> bottles of booze open. And I was supposed to be on stage in like three minutes. I was texting, and and you were like, "Yo, aren't you going on stage? You're, are you going to be late?" And I was like, "No." You were like, "What are <laughs> you doing?" I was like, "I'm finishing up my shit, dude, and I'll go play. Don't worry." And you and you made you kind of sat back, and you were like, "Oh, this is how you don't get nervous. Like you create utter chaos." Right up to the last minute and then walk on stage and have to and and I was like I guess <laughs> sure. You know, but you were like assessing it and, and wisely like and going like, Oh, I see what you're doing. And I was like, you know, just freaking out and, and it's and it's it's nice to know that's that's not necessarily right. the approach. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You, know? uh, you just explained why I don't have like eighty percent of my friends anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, seriously. Man. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Dave, Tim, <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks for doing love this. You too, man. And uh, yeah, too, I'll buddy. hit you up when it's out. We'll do it again soon when the when the pencils down sessions are are done. Yep. Yeah.
4: All right,
3: guys. See you, boys. Thanks, Thanks guys. for everything.
0: See ya. Whew. Oh man, the brothers' house. It shows
1: what good friends you are with those guys, Benny, but I should tell uh, everybody listening that after the quote-unquote tape stop rolling, the conversation went on for, like, another 45 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: With these guys talking about sports.
0: I mean, it's very deep, Brad. Like, (laughs) I know you're not from around here, so I'll (laughs) explain it to you. But there's there's a cultural divide between New York city and Philadelphia, even though they're so close, there's always been a thing there. And the older I get, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, uh, people in this country that considers America an adversary could give a shit. If you're from New York or Philly, you know, you're from the same place to them. Right. And we are basically from the same fucking place. It's like, an hour away, you know, but there has always been, and even Dave noted it in the the background of this, there's always been like sort of a, I think a bit of like an elitism from the people in New York and a bit of a puffy chest about their sports teams and their city. We're bigger, we're richer, we're this, you know, and New York gets all the the songs and then there's this, city, like an hour away where actually the country actually started. And I got to be honest. I mean, I've been going to games most of my life, you know, like 35 years. I've been going to sports games and there is nothing that feels like an Eagles Giants game. I mean, right. <laughs> it is like real tension, like real hatred. There's like an actual palpable thing that kind of makes me like super uncomfortable because yeah. when I'm in that situation, I'm like, yo, whoa, whoa, guys You know, they're playing a fucking game, right? (laughs) You know, like someone 10 minutes away from here, can't eat fucking dinner. Someone just got cancer. Someone just died. These guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw a ball around. And you're going (laughs) to beat each other about that? Like, it makes no fucking sense. Right. But when you're in that environment, it's hard. It's like, it's hard to stay cool. Because people are sitting there shitting on you for like three hours. <laughs> shitting on you, shitting on your city, shitting on your team. And it's hard to like not start to get defensive and like a little yeah. chesty. And before you know it, I feel like even the the classiest person gets sucked into it. So I think uh, people could take my relationship with the Hosses in a good way for the fact that we're both... You know, very committed to our cities and teams, but also recognizing that it's like not real. And, yeah. you know, if you're not at this point in my life, if you're watching sports and you're even like remotely upset, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're literally choosing your, you're choosing an entertainment, you're choosing something to entertain yourself with. Uh... And I don't know what other world you would entertain yourself with something that drives you crazy. It's like, hey, I'm going to take 2 hours to drink light beer and punch myself in the balls.
1: I think you're 100% correct and the only exception to that rule is of course Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> you love him, <laughs> don't you? He's your boy. He's your I'll boy. I'll always
1: I'll always watch him play, but not for not for any good reason whatsoever.
0: <laughs> I mean, at this point, take away everything about Tom Brady. I don't even know what that guy's about. All I want to know, I want to know what he eats three meals a day. Basically, <laughs> I want to take whatever Tom Brady, whatever LeBron James eat. Yeah. And I want to make sure I eat that and it's, sleep in whatever cryogenic chamber they sleep in or whatever they do.
1: Well, it's it's
0: babies. They eat babies. Oh, right. Baby <laughs> blood. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> embryonic but, fluid wait but is tom brady part of the global elite i thought he was a red hatter yeah he is i'm not sure if he <laughs> eats babies or not
1: but that's the thing about the red hatters is they they point everything that they're guilty of is what they're pointing the fingers at the elites for mm. and you notice that was that's been Trump's mo from the beginning that's true so you know that whatever they're whatever they're accusing the left of is what they're actually doing. Thus, right. Tom Brady
0: is eating babies. Right. So basically, Democrats eat babies in pizza places in D.C., but conservatives eat babies <laughs> in those weird, like Masonic meetings, like out in yes. Colorado or something. Yeah. They just do it more DL. <laughs> well, there's one thing that's for sure, Brad. <laughs> Baby eating is rampant. it's everywhere it needs to be stopped it's the great problem in America (laughs) but listen uh, the resolutions 10 year year show this Saturday 23rd and if you need info for it Dave House is on Twitter at House Dave he's on Instagram at Dave House and uh, Tim is also on Twitter at Tim Capital Bill House and on Instagram as Tim Bill House. So follow those guys and make sure go you to the go, show. Go, go to, to the, the event show Saturday. this Saturday. It's going to be fun.
2: Yeah,
0: Resolutions is a cool record. I'm looking forward to hearing it.
1: And we dropped our Patreon links already. We don't have to do that. But if you want to throw us a little tip, you can go to Venmo.com slash off track. Mm-hmm. And give us a couple bucks or a million dollars.
0: Right. No Wait, What
1: did we say if we got... a We'll do we'll promise to do this podcast for another five years if we get a million dollars on Venmo.
0: We got it. Is that what we said? I think we gotta pony up a little more than that. More than five years of podcast? If someone sends us a million dollars, I will do I was about <laughs> to say a year of podcast naked. <laughs> but now I'm backtracking. Maybe a month. <laughs> maybe a month of podcast naked. That's a big commitment. Wait, I don't even understand what that means. It means literally recording without any clothes on. But the way we do this,
1: nobody's going to see you anyway.
0: Yeah, so? (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: doing it. I'm naked right now. (gasps) You are?
0: (laughs) No. Oh, and thank you also for whatever friends out there have been leaving sexually explicit commentary on our iTunes. (laughs) Uh, I love a good rating. I love a good uh, review. A good but, Randy rating. <laughs> but yeah, I really prefer a review that's just like sexually explicit in nature somehow. You know, S- throw something in. You know, tie, tie us up. Put us in handcuffs. Anything. <laughs> anything that make it saucy. All right, Brad. Let's get out of here. I'm going to go feed my kids. Okay,
1: me too.
0: I'll see everybody... Uh, next week. And thanks for tuning into the program. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.